The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Headquarters to all units. Headquarters to all units. All units, stand by for On Patrol with the PPD, airing now on WTBR 89.7 FM. Good morning and welcome to another new episode of On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, simulcast on Pittsfield Community Television. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023, and this is another new live and apparently final episode of On Patrol with the PPD uh, as my upcoming retirement coincides with the end of this scheduled program. Um, For our viewers and listeners, my name is Mike Wynn. I am the host of this allegedly weekly radio program and i have also had the honor and privilege of serving as the chief of police of the pittsfield police department for the last 16 years um but i'm in my last week i'm joined in studio this morning by captain matt hill who's running the soundboard good morning congratulations captain thank you sir and we've got some special guests joining us this morning as well but before i introduce our special guests let's get a check of the weather and talk about some news articles WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area, today, mostly sunny, hazy, highs in the mid-80s, south wind around 5 miles per hour, tonight, mostly cloudy in the evening, then clearing, hazy in the evening, lows around 60, south wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, Saturday, mostly sunny, a chance of showers in the afternoon, highs in the mid-80s, south wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, Chance of rain 40%. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. I miss Jacob. I don't mind the National Weather Service weather forecast, but it's not nearly as cool as Jacob's weather forecast. Um, <clears throat> so news articles uh, in national news. Of significant- so I was on a training assignment yesterday, and as a result of the training assignment, I wasn't carrying my phones. I got to a break at like 5 o'clock and picked up my phone. I was like, wow, it's a busy news day. Uh, I guess in national news, the big news is that yesterday the Supreme Court overturned um, decades of precedent and affirmative action which immediately for higher education, which immediately resulted in uh, colleges responding with their plans to work in their admissions process in this new landscape. In regional news, Berkshire Health Systems announced their intention to reopen what formerly was North Adams Regional Hospital, now BMC North, with 25 inpatient beds, uh, as long as they can get federal and state approval, and they're working on that. So that was awesome news. Um, I forgot how long ago that closure actually was, and I had the opportunity as a result of um, some of the unrest that was going around surrounding the hospital closure to actually serve as the incident commander. Uh, on the North on the North Adams Regional Hospital campus during that um, that transition and that closure, so the North Adams and Adams Command could go get some sleep. And that was a uh, that was an uncomfortable couple of days. In local news, uh, I actually heard about this on my way home yesterday, and then didn't realize that there was a local connection. It's a state of emergency across the mountain in New Lebanon because apparently a beaver dam in the Pittsfield State Forest failed and flooded uh, up to three feet of water and mud in some of the residences of our neighbors to the west. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're having a parade. So next next Tuesday is the 4th of July parade. Uh, the PPD will be well represented, as always. Uh, our roll call is at 0800, and the parade starts at 10. So if you're going to the parade, we'll see you there. Um, instructions for regarding when you can put chairs out and packing out your garbage are in the media release and you can find that in today's Berkshire Eagle. So that's enough of the news. Um, So Captain Hill has been asking me for weeks and weeks and weeks what I wanted to do and who I wanted to have as guests for this show, which will be the last Friday before my actual retirement date. And I couldn't think of anybody and I couldn't think about it. And then as I was driving uh, to my training assignment yesterday, I was like, you know what? If we're going to talk about my tenure in the chief's office, 
I really need to talk about the people who made it possible for me to kind of do that job. And that's the support staff in the chief's office. I mean, I'm blessed to have had great commanders working for me. And we've had many of them on the on the show in the past. But I'll be completely honest. If I didn't have people helping me just maintain my calendar and make sure I got where I needed to go or tell me the deadlines for annual reports and other things, I just couldn't have managed. And so for the last um, 16 years, I've been blessed to have Mrs. Maggie Gregory Balata in the office, in the anteroom as uh, my admin for almost all of that time. And for the last year plus, her able replacement, well, not replacement, but successor, because nobody could possibly replace Maggie, uh, Miss Brittany Walsh. And so I thought I'd have the captain invite them to join us this morning, and we'd just talk a little bit about kind of day-to-day activities in and around the chief's office. So welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you both doing this fine day? Doing well. I I can only imagine that when the captain walked down the hall and said, hey, the chief just asked Kavi, he wants you to be on the show tomorrow, you probably didn't react all that positively. No, I actually thought, again? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they heard from me enough? I don't think so. How long but has no. it been since you've been on the show? Um, Before me, probably a year. It's probably it's, been about it's a year. At least a year. Yeah, definitely. Right. And Brittany, how long has it been since you've been on the show? A year. Well, more than a year. I was on, I think, my second week here. Right after you started. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, we've we've probably talked about this in the past, but one of the things in my experience as the chief of the Pittsfield Police Department is that not, not everybody, Maggie can help me out with kind of an estimate, a significant number of either visitors or residents look at the city of Pittsfield um, but because we're in the heart of the Berkshires and, you know, we're, we're a small city, um, they think of, of it as the town of Pittsfield. And so they think that the chief's office is going to be like a small town working chief's office. And I can't count the number of times that Maggie primarily, um, but more recently Brittany, somebody will either walk into the lobby and the desk will call up or somebody will call. And the, in their mind, I'm just sitting at that desk waiting for whatever they want to talk about like they're just going to walk in and come up and tell me about the issue with the speeders on their street or uh the person that parks and blocks their driveway there's just no understanding that we are a city police department and it's pretty rare for me to spend a day or a shift in the office sitting at my desk <laughs> um you mean you don't have the your feet up on the desk and the dog at your feet and uh, it, the jailer's keys behind yeah. you? <laughs> it is not Mayberry. It is not Mayberry. Um, it's also not, I wouldn't say common, but not uncommon for a critical incident to initiate during the middle of the day. And then whatever was happening is just put on hold. And, uh, you know, then we're off we're doing cop stuff, right? I don't think Brittany was with us yet. This goes back a couple of years. We were having, you have to help me out with this, Maggie. I think it was right before or at the very beginning of the pandemic. We were having an annual account review with ShotSpotter, and I had three vendors in my office. Uh, and we're just sitting there going through the annual accounts. It's a you know weekday morning, and a hostage barricade situation popped off in Lanesboro. And we activated the team and all of the commanders and I got up and walked out of the office and left the vendors there. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I can't imagine. You must have. They're just looking at us as we're walking out the door and you're, you're in charge. It happens. Figure it out what we're going to do to get these people out mm-hmm. of the building and back on their way. It happens all the time. Also, I, I consider Brittany and I gatekeepers more than assistant <laughs> staff. Um, we we get lots of calls we have lots of people coming in wanting to visit with you or even just give you an idea of what's on their mind and they need to tell you right away and uh, I sometimes often wonder what they're thinking because what do you mean he's not there that's not the way the police department runs and I guess like you said it's, it's some people think that you're just in your office all day and you're there for them to be able to speak with but and the other thing that, over again, over the last 16 years, 
I found remarkable. It, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but it's the people who think that in the Pittsfield Police Department that the chief is like a town working chief and that if they call me, I'm going to come out and investigate their call or mm -hmm. investigate their crime. Yeah, and we have departments to do that. Yeah. So. Um, I, I had a thought of, oh, so one of the things over many, many years that Maggie has been really good about is making sure I don't make the same mistake twice. So um, several years ago, we had a critical incident kind of emerged in the middle of the workday, and it was rapidly evolving and ongoing. Uh, Captain, you actually were in on this one as a sergeant. And I ran out of the office and jumped into the cruiser and drove to the scene and established command and immediately realized I didn't have either of my cell phones. <laughs> and so I had to have somebody, borrow, I had to borrow a cell phone and call back to the office to find out who was still in the station that was on their way. So Maggie went and found Lieutenant Souls who has put was putting gear, his gear together and then uh, delivered my phone so I could continue to process and operate at the scene. And then when I got back, there was a sign made to stick on the edge of the door in big red letters that said, phones! <laughs> <laughs> so the next time I was inclined to run out of the office in a hurry, I had a reminder not to, not to turn back around and forget my phones again. Yeah, that's, I, sometimes it's, there's so much going on all at, at the split second that you tend to just try to get where you need to go and sometimes you just don't think about what what's happening at that point but you're trying to get to a critical incident and you're not thinking about all of these things that you have to take with you but yeah that that I don't think that happened again chief not after you made the sign no, I don't think <laughs> that happened again um there's there's a secret that Maggie has been keeping for many years uh, and you know it's it's kind of known in the in the office but it's probably not known much beyond that even within the department and it's that Maggie is a bit of a neat freak and I'm not <laughs> and so although it's not in her in the admin's job description every single time I took block leave like more than one or two days off when I came back from leave my entire office would be cleaned and dusted and vacuumed from top to bottom. <laughs> well, she can't help herself. I can't help it. <laughs> I tried that once, but the dust was too much for me. <laughs> it, I needed some Benadryl. 39 Allen is dusty. <laughs> it gets to be this uh, time of the year before the air conditioners come on, but after the heat goes off and you got to open the windows, there's just streams of dust coming in from that road yeah and uh it it, it can be a little what uh, inundating to see the dust flying into your office and you know you're breathing it in as well but i don't like it on the desk and i don't <laughs> like it in your office i don't know what it is but i just gotta have the, it dusted the other thing that maggie has been pretty compulsive about is so for the entire time that we've worked together, I have had a series of coffee mugs that I just reuse during the day. And then I finish the cup of coffee and I put the mug down and it sits there and stays there till the next day. And then I just reuse the coffee mug. So then, yeah, <laughs> it drives Maggie nuts. So, so yes, uh, yeah. After about three weeks of that, it just does not look healthy so i always take and wash the coffee mugs out it's just the way i am you can just say it it's, it's disgusting just no it's not you. that it's disgusting because it's not like there's any it's just black coffee but it just needs to be cleaned out but we take care of that don't we chief you take care of that <laughs> yep well Brittany and i take care yeah. of it now so, so um the other thing that I was thinking about just in general uh, from the operations of the police department, and I've talked about this in the past, at some point I realized I just had to give up control of my calendar. It, it, 
if I attempted to do things on my phone in the field and people asked for appointments, it didn't help. It made it worse because it, the appointments wouldn't necessarily sync. And then I consistently ended up double booked. And so many years ago, people would walk up and say, I'd like to make an appointment to see you. I'm like, yep, call Maggie. <laughs> Get it on the calendar. Because I there were so many requests for meetings and so many demands for time. It was just inundating. And that compiled with the just steady stream of emails about all kinds of things. I had a lot, a lot of internal emails about stuff that was legitimately emails for the chief of police, but just all the emails that don't have anything to do with the operations of the police department. One of the other rules we had to establish early, and I know Maggie's been saying this for years, and she's now taught Brittany to say it is, we don't take cold calls, right? hundreds and hundreds of vendors just randomly reach out. We'd like to demonstrate our product, right? You hear Maggie in the ante room. Did somebody from our department contact you to ask you to express interest in your product? No, we don't take cold calls. Click. <laughs> I don't know if I just hang up on them, but I also give them the opportunity to just, you know, say, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, is there someone else that I need to, you know, speak with? And I always say, well, unless they've reached out to you, no. <laughs> So we'll, yeah. be in, we'll be in touch. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think about this all the time, Chief. And, you know, you've I've been with you for 18 years. And I think with that time, you're retiring. And I feel kind of I mean, although I, I totally um, agree with the person that's in the office right now, I I really I feel lost. I don't know why, I just, I know that change is something that we all experience throughout our whole entire careers and our lives, but it's just so different. It's really different. Like, I don't hear you say, Maggie! <laughs> I, it's just so weird. I probably didn't yeah. say it that well, or that nicely. No, I, I think, for the most part, uh, it's just, it's it's really different. I, I, I don't know. So I'm... This is going to be a little personal, but I'm 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 all right talking about. It. So we talked in previous episodes about the importance of mental health and officer wellness and resiliency, and I don't make a secret that you know it's, I'm pretty open about the fact that I see a therapist regularly. Um, but one of the things I was not prepared for during this transition process, and thank God I had access to a talented therapist who explained to me early on that this transition was going to mirror a grief process with all of the, you know, all of the stages or steps of that from denial to anger to negotiating. And uh, I, even though he said it and I acknowledged it, I was not prepared for the magnitude of some of the emotion I started to experience recently. And just like any other change or loss, it's not I wasn't I wasn't anticipating that it wasn't going to just be me, right? Like everybody is experiencing this change differently and everybody's got to deal with all of of the emotion associated with that. I mean, the other part, I jokingly said this probably a month ago, is one of the thing I told Brittany, one of the things I'm most looking forward to in not being the chief is being able to spend some social time with you and talk about some of the stuff we haven't been able to talk about for the last 18 years because you know work rules apply because it's it hasn't been 18 years of you know commander and subordinate we've developed a friendship over that time as well uh and it's it's often been um interesting that we're friends who kind of can't socialize <laughs> well that's part of the the workforce but again it's um you know you sit back and you think to yourself all that time that went through went by and 18 years is you know a young life and i'm thinking wow have have i learned a lot about you and i'm i know you've learned a lot about me and then all of a sudden one day it's just gone you know and i mean the transition was you know it was a little bit longer but not as long as some transitions and i all of a sudden it's like oh you're you're not there anymore and i mean and then chief dolly his office is like 
in regards to cleaning completely different there's n not much you know a lot of changes have, have taken place but it just is is very wide open and i don't know i i i look in there now and i'm thinking wow this is really different so tommy and i were talking about this when i was in the office earlier this week and it's he's traveled he's traveled once for work-related travel so far and other than like a short day training and he's got some coming up but the one that he went to mass major city chiefs they're not known for handing out materials it's a, it's a one-page agenda and sometimes a couple handouts there's no binder or anything like that there's no jump drives or dvds and their their swag is usually functional it's not you know aesthetic mm -hmm. So he hasn't started collecting any of that stuff, right? And when I turn the office over to him, like, you can accumulate a lot of stuff in 16 years, right? There was class binders and training binders and, and training materials that, you know, you come back from a conference, they go on the shelf, they just stay there. And so all that stuff came out, all the shelves were clear, all the walls were clear. He hasn't really started putting and Brittany will be the one to continue on that legacy. <laughs> <laughs> With your help. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm more than happy to help um, in anywhere, anywhere that I could possibly help out. And that's probably one of the things that the chief's always saying, that's not your job. <laughs> but yeah. I, I always tend to make my mark um, somewhere with that and i know it can be frustrating to other people but i i don't want to leave anybody hanging or you know okay good luck see you later i'm well, i'm not i'm not that person well let's talk about that a little bit because one of the things that i've appreciated the most um about you and your tenure as as the chief's admin but also just as we you know spent time together and got to know one another is that you really embraced the idea and the mission of community policing which not all of our non-sworn personnel do and so for as long as you've been in the chief's office if we've got community special events going on we've got something going on like a cop on top or a, a you know cones with kids you always wanted to be there, mm -hmm. right? Either just stopping by to lend support or make a donation, mm -hmm. or in some cases being involved in the actual delivery, like handing out the ice cream cones or working the raffle table. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that means a lot to our personnel who are putting these events together that if you're on the team, you're on the team, and when the team is going to do something, you want to be there. And, and I think it's important. Our community is important. And although I'm not a sworn member of the department, I consider myself part of this family. And I'll always be a part of the family. And I just, I feel that in the community, our department has to, you know, be a whole, not just a part. You have to go out together and, and really join forces. And if I can help in any way, that's where I'm going to be. So... One of the things about being a non-sworn employee in a police department, there's, a, there's many things that uh, other work experiences may not prepare you for that. But one of the things that you had to get used to fairly early and that you've been very helpful in onboarding new employees, because I know we had this conversation um, with all of the candidates at the time we were interviewing Brittany, and we had it again when we onboarded Brittany, is that you're coming to work in a police department where there are police doing police things, including police trainings. And so you have to give everybody the heads up that, hey, you may be sitting in your office, and all of a sudden you may hear a loud bang, and four cops may come running through the hallway. Mm -hmm. Just get out of their way and let them do what they're doing because the training room is in the basement, two stories down from the chief's office. And if they're training building clearance, they're training building clearance, they're coming up those stairs and sweeping through that hall. But at least you didn't have to experience the day that I had when I first started. Not yet. <laughs> but that was your first day, right? That was my first day. Yeah. We had a loud bang and a small fire. It was a fire. <laughs> and a lot of noise. And as I was walking up the staircase, I thought, did I, did I do the right thing by coming here? <laughs> We've told this story in the past, but uh, apparently Brittany hasn't heard the, the entire version. So we were initiating... Uh, workplace violence response drill 
and we needed to do it with a loud noise. And because we were going to be doing it in the building as part of a roll call training, we didn't want to use um, a training flashbang. It, it would have been too loud and caused too much uh, smoke and too much damage. So after talking about it and thinking about it, we decided we would fire a blank from a shotgun. But blanks make a lot of smoke and they make a lot of soot and they make a lot of mess. So we didn't want to fire it into the wall or into the floor. So we spread some cardboard out and the initiator fired it into the cardboard, which promptly started on fire. Oh, I didn't know it. Wow. That was a lot for a first It was a little fire. It was terrible. Because I think after the flashbang, I think, and I'm almost positive because there was smoke too, didn't the fire alarm go off too? I think it did. I think it did. It was was quite the day. It was quite the day. Welcome to the PPD. Exactly. But yeah, it... And, and you know what? I wouldn't change any of it. I, I really love my job. I'm, there's not a lot of people that can go to work every day and say, wow, I really like going to my job. And I've been given a lot of opportunity being in that position, and I've met a lot of people, a lot of good people. And um, for the next few years, I'm going to be, you know, supporting what the position now as a grant administrator but also Brittany, because it's important that I pass on to her, you know, some knowledge that I have that perhaps maybe someone else, if if I had just left, she'd have to kind of learn on her own, and that's difficult. It it is difficult, and it's it was one of the things when I assumed command, and you you know, kind of helped treat me transition to that office. It was one of the things that surprised me the most is how little process documentation, systems documentation, and institutional knowledge had been memorialized. And we were kind of coming into it cold. So um, the former admin had already left, uh, and the former admin was doing double duty as both the admin and the grants administrator. The number of grants had rapidly expanded, and then uh, Chief Riello left, and there was no turnover per se, uh, there was a couple weeks of just kind of um, looking at things, but I spent the first full weekend going through the grant manuals because I didn't know any of the passwords. Right. Like the the simple things like accessing grants.gov or trying to figure out what a DUNS number was, we didn't have any of that. And so we kind of had to rebuild it from the ground up. Um, and one of the when we started working, we got through the grant stuff. That was pretty easy because you just gravitated to that and straightened it all out and started separating them out by binders. Um, but early on, when I started looking at some of the admin stuff, I would sit and I would look at our finance and administration manager um, before, you know, before uh, admin services came became fully civilianized, and I would ask, "What is the process for this? What is the system for this?" And no disrespect to Julie, and she'd be like, we don't have a system. We just flow. We just do it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was terrifying because if she left, we were out of business. And, you know, again, that's that's the point. You know, it's a matter of keeping track of everything that goes on, but there's so much that goes Goes on on. all at the same time. It's so hard to kind of like just put a pinpoint on it and say, okay, this is how we do this because it can change in, in a second. Yeah. So... Uh, kudos to julie for keeping it all together but eventually she did memorialize that because the last couple of office managers that we've onboarded Mm -hmm. we onboarded much more quickly because there's goat buys and manuals to refer to instead of just trying to learn everything as you go on the job he really wants to talk to you (laughs) i just want to reach out to my husband (laughs) if he's listening to me that i am on the radio (laughs) So please stop calling me. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie will be right back. (laughs) All right. So while we wait for Maggie to figure out why the phone is ringing incessantly, uh, Brittany, so it's been just over a year. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite part of working in the chief's office? Oh, I'm actually prepared to answer this question. Um, I really enjoy when you pull up your chair in the doorway of your office and we have like just story time. And I've told that to people. I'm like, oh, it was a good day. We had story time for like 
an hour. Story like, time. Well, you tell, you know, you like tell your stories like just so great. Like, you're just so passionate about all of your stories, so it's it's very enjoyable for me. And you know, it takes some time away from the normal day to day duties. I didn't realize that I did story time. Yes, you know when you pull your chair up in the doorway. Yeah, I I know when I pull my chair up in the door. I just didn't realize we were calling it story time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know, She's like not the only one. I've heard it referred to by other people in the department as story oh, time. Really? <laughs> yes. oh, there you go. <laughs> I had no idea. No, but I, honest, I honest to God, I have texts on my phone. Yeah, it was a good day. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. That's a polite way of saying you're too far from the mic. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so th that is honestly what I enjoy the most. All right. Yeah. I had no idea. Thanks for sharing. And I'll miss that a lot. All right. We, well, we can encourage Tommy to continue the tradition. Yeah. All right. We're due for a station identification, another check of the weather and some PSAs. So join us on the bottom half of the show. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area today, mostly sunny, hazy, highs in the mid 80s, south wind around five miles per hour tonight, mostly cloudy in the evening, then clearing. Hazy in the evening. Lows around 60. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Saturday, mostly sunny. A chance of showers in the afternoon. Highs in the mid 80s. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of rain 40%. Weather forecasts for WTBRFM are provided by the National Weather Service. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Proud to support high school arts and sports programs. Greylock Federal. Opportunity grows here. With locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And the indigenous Yoruba people. The indigenous Yoruba people are recognized internationally as a nation by the true definition of a nation. And are recognized internationally as sovereign people. Help them fight to recollect their territories. Hello, my name is Sergeant Mark Madalena with the Pittsfield Police Department. As you know, decisions we make every day can affect us for the rest of our lives. What you may not realize is that you are 23% more likely to be involved in a collision while you are texting and driving. That means texting and driving makes you 23 times more likely to cause a crash. Every day in the United States, 9 people are killed and more than 1,000 are injured as a result of a crash caused by a distracted driver. Remember, put down the phone and arrive alive. Don't text and drive. This message is brought to you by the Pittsburgh Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. Folks, unfortunately, drug use is a driving factor for a lot of crime taking place in our city. The most prevalent crime being theft. Please, take the extra time to ensure that your belongings are safe inside your vehicle. Do not leave anything of value in plain sight. Hide your belongings. Place them in your trunk or take anything of value out of the vehicle. Always keep your vehicle locked. Don't make it easy for them. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. Pittsville residents, have you heard about Code Red? It's the city's emergency alert program, and it keeps you informed on the latest updates and notifications, including but not limited to weather-related emergencies, road closures, and water main breaks. So stay connected and be informed. Text Pittsfield to 99411 to enroll or visit cityofpittsfield.org to sign up. Good morning. Welcome back to another new episode of On Patrol with the PPD here on WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and simulcast on Pittsfield Community Television. My name is Mike Wynn. I'm the co-host of this allegedly weekly radio program, and for the next several days anyway, the Chief of Police of the City of Pittsfield. And we've been talking with uh, my former admin and my current admin about the inner workings of the Office of the Chief of Police. So before the break... Um, Brittany was telling us how much she enjoyed story time, which I didn't know. I, I truly <laughs> enjoyed it. I have told people. And there's so many stories. <laughs> so, Maggie, you had to step out. So I asked Brittany, I'll ask you, what was your favorite part about working in and around the Office of the Chief of Police? I think it was just learning what this department is made of understanding the importance of some things and the not so important but it, it I almost feel like everything was important no matter what you did um, I I really I don't I can't really say I have one thing that I really enjoyed because I really uh -huh. enjoyed it all 
and I enjoyed all the people I work with. There wasn't, I don't think, one person I didn't enjoy working with. And if there was maybe a, a disagreement or maybe there was a couple, you know, things that really didn't sound right, there was always that communication that we had that we put together and were able to figure things out. So, I mean, there may have been a couple squishy balls thrown back and forth, but that's okay. I mean, those are, that's what stress that's, release had stress, to be done. Stress balls. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that for the most part, I'm, I'm really, I'm finding it difficult right now because I don't know if what I'm doing right now is the right thing. Cause I, I'm almost caught between this place of Brittany being the admin and I'm the grant administrator, but there's some things that Tom chief Dolly now has to learn. So I'm trying to give him some insight right. about what, how you and I would handle, a, you know, e either a document or a situation. And uh, it's it's kind of fun right now because I feel like I'm the, the assistant chief, or would you call <laughs> it the deputy chief? Because it is. It's, you're the it's, you're the subject matter expert. Correct. So he, how how did Chief Wynn do this? So it, it is kind of it, it's actually enjoyable right now. Good. That I'm able to be to teach some of your things to the you know to the chief now so yeah uh, it's going to be an interesting next few years until i retire so Brittany, after you joined the department what was the most surprising or shocking thing to you about kind of the operations in the office of the chief of police the most shocking i don't know i mean some of the calls we got some of the you know demands to meet with you and the reasoning behind them um didn't have that at my last job but <laughs> some of them are comical so it puts a smile on my face some of them are comical i don't, I don't know if i should say yeah, that but no. um yeah no i i mean just the way that Just the things that people, you know, want to bring to your attention and, you know, the way you handle them. Very impressive. Where I, about I that. kind of laugh. Like, you know, you, you always respect people and listen to what they have to say. And, yeah, I don't know. That's not as exciting of an answer I wanted to give. but <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. <laughs> now, what did you find the most surprising about the inner workings of the Office of the Chief of Police? Surprising. Um, surprising. What has shocked me the most? Uh, I think it's just the condition of the building. Um, can I say that? <laughs> well, we've, we've, we've spoken so, about that at length. Yeah, so. I think that, you know, I, I surprising, I, I'm not surprised by much anymore. Um, <laughs> anymore. No, it's, I'm not really surprised. You just roll with it and you kind of move forward. And nowadays in, in my career and the position, it's just, ah. Uh, yeah. There, once again, how you know, and you kind of move for, move on. I don't think there's anything. There's no surprises in that building. Everything's just oh, that's the day. So one of the things that I know has has frustrated you many times over the years, and um, Brittany's experienced it at least once, is that our colleagues at Seventy Allen Street kind of assume in many cases assume that because you're employed in the police department and you have access to the police department that they can report crime or activity through our office mm -hmm. and they don't understand that as a as a non-sworn administrative staff you don't have access to our computer-aided dispatch and records management system so if they call the office and they try to give you information and you take the information, what do you end up doing? I have to send it downstairs to Call the dispatch, dispatchers. Right? I mean, that's, and I think many times um, that communication was, you know, given Ev to Eventually them. we had to write a go-by. Right? Yeah, we had to write yeah. a document that said, don't call the admin spaces. And, and I, I kind of felt like, well, they, how many times do they see st stuff like that? D once in a while, maybe a few times a year, maybe more, but... It, I almost get the feeling like it, I'm the person that they're comfortable with, so they're just going to call me. And as much as I do say to them, per your request, you, you need to tell them they need to call dispatch. 
And as many times as that's happened, I think it's, again, it's because of the time frame, you know, the spacing and, the, and what happens, they just automatically just do it. Yeah. They call Maggie, call Maggie. And, and frequently, you, I'll, you hang up the phone and you'll tell me what the, I'm like, shaking why did they head. call you? <laughs> <laughs> why would they call you, right? Yeah, that's, it, that can, yeah. Because it's the all-knowing. That's kind of the funny thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, here we go again. So there's a there's another thing that has evolved over the last 18 years. You you've experienced it more than you would have liked to. I think Brittany's only experienced it once, but that's when you accompany me into the community for a meeting, and then inevitably on the way to or from, <laughs> we have to stop a car. <laughs> oh no, it's not. It, it's every time, and I, I and I and no disrespect to you but many times i'm always saying hey i'm gonna walk out i'm just gonna leave the car and and walk back to the office you literally did that once yes, you I got did. out of my cruiser on north street and walked back to the station yes i did <laughs> good morning good morning boss how's it going well how are you what's with the sunglasses maggie the first sunny day of the year and you're gonna wear your sunglasses inside so for our viewers and listeners mayor tire just walked in it's very bright in here <laughs> it is it's even brighter now that you've walked oh, in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> On that happy note, I shall make my exit. Thanks, boss. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> uh, and Brittany, that only happened for you once so far, right? Yeah, I really <laughs> wish it had happened more. <laughs> no. I love we're, that stuff. Were we on Crane Ave? Yes, we were. Coming back we're, from um, Currency. From the backup, we had the backup Captain Strout. Yep. <laughs> that was thrilling. Oh, we stopped on the way home once over, where were we, on First Street? But um, I think the back of all of the all, of all of the stops, I think um, the one that kind of resonates with me was when we were um, at the bottom of Lincoln and someone was driving by us without a license plate. And we just kind of looked at each other. And <laughs> I think you just said, really? <laughs> so he goes, well, I got to do this. And I just I kept thinking. Do I get out of the car and walk back to work? Eh, it's too that, far. That was not within walkable distance far. of the station. <laughs> it's too far. So yeah, there was there was many, 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 too many times that those things have happened. It, I, I I I say I think I said to you, how do you do this all the time? Just it got to the point where it became a joke. I would just look at you terrible. and say, Maggie, I'm sorry, I have to. <laughs> and he would he would say, I'm sorry. And you know the worst part, that and this the truth. Captain Kirchner, I don't, he and I never rode together. And one day we had to go to an event out at the country club. And we were there too early. And we wound up having to go back to the office. And as I, he said to me, now Maggie, we made it back. We're on North Street. He says, and nothing happened. The chief warned me that every time you're in his car, <laughs> he has to stop somebody. And believe it or not, right after he said that, did, wasn't there an accident? And we had to stop. And he had to help with the, with the incident. And I, he just looked at me, he goes, you can't ride with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started thinking, it's me. It's got to be me. So, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm not riding in police cars anymore. So, so one of the things that... Um, people outside of the department may not have gleaned through the show over the last several years is that cops in general are a pretty superstitious lot. And one of the main superstitions is you're not allowed to say the Q word during the duty day, right? And I'm not going to say it on the air because I won't jinx the day shift. But I was on this training assignment yesterday and I was in a fire department and a female firefighter who was taking the class in the afternoon and then was going to come on duty at shift change and go on to the night shift, made some statement about how busy the day shift were. And her counterpart, who was off duty but on day shift, said the Q word <laughs> in the fire department training room yesterday. And the room went crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a small town. I think that was the first word you told me never to say. In this is a small town fire department. <laughs> And I was with them for about six hours yesterday, mm -hmm. and they were slammed. Mm -hmm. Just call after call after call. I believe Bad it. Bad luck. It is. Never say it out loud. You just can't say the Q word. No. I'm bad with that. I always say it. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's another um, 
collateral duty that falls onto the office of the chief of police sometimes, not all the time, because other people like to participate in this. But Maggie latched onto it and elevated it to another level, and she's taken Brittany under her wing in doing this. And that's coordinating the special occasions and event functions within the building when we mark a special occasion or commemorate something. We've had a lot of streamers in the building over the last six to eight months. Well, I, I, I know that a lot of people, I don't know if they appreciate it. I get the feeling they do. Um, I don't think it's done as much as it should be, but it's important to let people know that they're being thought of or that a good job has been done or mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, there's a special event going on and, and they should be remembered for that. And, you know, whether it's a retirement or maybe it's a special event taking place within the department, maybe a birthday. Something. Anniversary. An anniversary. So yeah, I, I really, and I get that from my mom, um, God rest her soul, but she always said it's important to remember people and it's important to make them feel special on their day. And I know a lot of people don't like their birthdays. A lot of people don't, you know, they don't really celebrate it that much, but I think it's important. And if I could celebrate everybody's birthday every day, I would, but um, it's well, just. There, there's the formal, recognition right mm -hmm. like you know give somebody their right. 25 30 35 year pin mm -hmm. you know okay i can take that and walk down and give it to them that's different than saying yeah there's there's cake in the break room yep. for detective bertelli right. or something like that yep. and it's just, i don't think i don't think I, I know from my experience the cops don't think about those extra little things you make a you've made a lot of runs to uh <laughs> big walmart big wire or, or bj's yeah. yeah um a lot of helium tanks a lot of helium. A lot of helium. A lot yeah. more helium tanks than I would have ever I think expected. The I think the best one was just recently with uh, Captain Traversa. And we filled his office with balloons. That was cool. He did not expect that. That's not the first time you've done that. No. Yeah, we're not going to tell that story. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the but it was fun. The record is still sealed on that operation. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> So one of the other things, um, and this goes along with what I said earlier about participating in the community events, but the department um, has over many years established a couple different traditions around just doing some stuff internally to take care of our own people. And one of the things that um, former IT director Mike Stebbin and then uh, crime analyst Amanda Stebbin kind of implemented is they do an annual breakfast uh do it kind of around shift change so squad c could come off and have something to eat squad a could come on and have something to eat and then they come back and do it again at shift change so squad b could participate if they wanted to and you jumped into that wholeheartedly as well yes i did <laughs> yes i did and i keep being told that i need to keep continuing to bring in the things that I would make for the breakfast. The French so. toast bake. Yes. And I'm going to pass that, right? and I am going to pass that on to Brittany for me. so that so she I can don't make cook. it. <laughs> but I, I would feel I don't even think you have a, I don't even think you have pots and pans. <laughs> I have like one and a half. <laughs> Did you get an ironing board yet? Yeah. It's all set up. It's all good. I have the iron, the cover. It's all good. I just need the water to do it with. How weird is it that I actually know that my admin needs an ironing board? <laughs> I, well, I think I think many times, and this is what um, I I didn't realize. I am one of ten children, and there's eight ahead of well, seven ahead of me. And I think when you get to that last few children in your family, when you have that many, your voice tends to be louder so that people can hear you because you have seven other people ahead of you talking as well. <laughs> So I don't realize how loud I get, but no, I you think, don't. and the chief, and I think this is what the chief's not going to miss about me. <laughs> but um, for the most part, I know that when Brittany and I, in the last year, have had conversation about whatever our day, how did your day go, and I think the chief has heard many conversations, and I, I can only imagine because I can't see into his office, but Brittany can the way where we sit, and I can only imagine in my head just what he's doing like shaking his head thinking, yeah. what are they talking about right now 
And so those conversations often prompt story time. And <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and that's reaction. when story time begins. So yes. So those are the things that will definitely be missed. That's a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It, it's, it is fun. It's a, it's, it, is fun. it keeps us it keeps us grounded for the things that we do during the day in that position. I think that it can be a little stressful with some of the things that take place, but then you've got to have that, you know, that lighthearted. Yeah. Dancer. Just a, yeah. 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 So yeah, you got to have outlets. You got to have you ways do. of expressing. And I think that's the outlet that we keeps us. I think that's the other thing about the office. Um, just because as you said, the way it's arranged and the way it's structured, um, you know, and over the last 18 years, I've, gotten to learn a lot about your family and mm -hmm. your children mm -hmm. and your husband mm -hmm. um and the ups calls me all the time and the ups and the downs and and the, <laughs> the successes and the and the scares um so that that part's interesting um, all right so we got about 10 minutes left um i had a thought and i just completely lost it yeah i'm spacing out um, That's easy to do with the two of us. <laughs> it doesn't have any. And we're proud of that. It doesn't have anything to do with the two of you. It has to do with the loosely structured days I've been operating under for the last couple oh, of yeah. weeks. It's different. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very, very different. Yeah, it has been really different. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel it's like a good different. Know. It's a really good different. I think that the the office is, you know, under a lot of. Um, I, learning? We're, yeah, we're learning about yesterday afternoon with the hawkers and peddlers license. <laughs> Maybe we can get one more go by. All right, let's let's figure this one out. <laughs> it took about eight of us. Yeah, there were there we were there were eight it. of us. It felt um, like a hot box exercise. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> so for our viewers and listeners, uh, hot box exercises are scenario based tabletop exercises that are part of our supervisory roundtables. We try to put people in pressure situations and have them react in real time. Yeah, it was real time. It was pressure. So hawkers and peddlers license. So we had a um, citizen come to the department and she had requested a hawkers and peddlers license, but it didn't, apparently the state requires what is known as a Certificate, no. of certificate, certificate of good of character. character. But <clears throat> the apparently the state won't allow you to get the Hawkers and Petters license unless you get a signed letter from the chief of police. Or at least a signed application. N it wasn't the application. This was only what was given to us by the civilian, the citizen was that she needed that a blank paper character. sign uh, that I'm a good person. And so... It was kind of frustrating because how can we tell someone that you are in a, in a character of good standing when we don't know anything about you and there's nothing on that letter from the state asking for any of that information. So we I know. Like, does it, she get it, fingerprinted do, now? Yeah, you know, I after. know that the only way to do that is to, to find out mm -hmm. is to be able to do it other steps right. and those steps were nowhere on that document so we had to do some some Heavy research, research. <laughs> and i think uh captain hill was part of it well he was part of this as well so mm -hmm. there was as Brittany and captain hill said there had to be at least eight of us trying to figure it we're out we're looking for old emails because <laughs> like i know you just sent something out recently that was very clear um yeah but i think we figured it out so this this has been something that has frustrated me a lot yeah. um, over the last 16 years. And it's it, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, is that the Commonwealth's laws, mm -hmm. many of them date back to like colonial times and they haven't been updated. And so there's a bunch of things, and this is one of them, but they're, they're like the fortune teller's license is, is, is another one where the laws were written when the chief of police was a small town chief of police and he literally knew everybody in the town and there's these requirements for the chief and just the chief. There's no, there's no opportunity for the chief's designee to sign off on these particular things. And so the Commonwealth's Hawkers and Peddlers license application requires what you were just talking about, which is a certification of good moral character for the applicant by the chief of police. And it's tough if you don't know the person 
Um, and generally speaking, if I had no information on the person, what I would do is run an in-house check through records management system. And if we didn't have any recent dealings and there wasn't any felonies, then I would sign it, right? I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. But we've had at least two when I know the person. They've got an open record. They've got open cases. I'm not signing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> although the law requires a certificate from the chief of police, the law doesn't establish a right of appeal. So they get denied and they come back to us and they get denied and they come back to us and they get denied and they come back to us. You know, I the first time somebody brought me a fortune teller's license and told me that I had to sign off, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? I, 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 on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but I always feel, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I always feel like there's, although it's a hawkers and peddlers or a soliciting and canvassing, canvassing. what's the difference? So... This is too complicated to get into on a pro- on a public program that could be construed as legal advice. But essentially, the statewide hawkers and peddlers license is good in every community in the Commonwealth if you can get it from the Commonwealth Secretary's office, and it enables you to engage in commercial activity and exchange goods for money. The solicitors and canvas is something we establish locally. That's just so we can track people who are knocking on people's doors. Okay. Right, that and, makes it's sense. A, and it doesn't necessarily require an exchange of anything. Okay. It's just if you're going to be out there bothering people, knocking on their doors, advertising goods, or selling magazines okay. or something, well, we want to know you're out there. That's yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's and it's just to drive down the calls from people saying got these strange people knocking on my doors. Like we just okay. went through this with the um, the paving scam yeah. recently. And you know, yeah. we had backup paperwork that we were trying to it was go cool. through, and the way it, we were all working together. Just, it actually was, it, and we but, but we pr- did wind up because yeah. you know there was that we felt like we were in a time pinch because the woman's in the lobby with a young child and hey calling us I'm in the lobby emailing I'm in the lobby I'm like, I know we're just trying to figure it out and uh, we did yeah. we all came together and Captain Hill was a big help too so yeah. it with really it really all these out. little weird esoteric the Sunday and holiday work permits <laughs> why is the police department signing off yeah, on some sure. factory that wants to run a shift on Memorial Day yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, that that's still uh, yeah. a question. Yeah, an- I still question. They're antiquated myself. laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so we've only got a couple minutes left, and I, I remembered the thought I had, um, and I want to thank both of you for this because one of the things I have managed to maintain um, over the last sixteen years is some of my training credentials and my time to deliver training. And some of the training is just regular in-service training, which that doesn't really impact our office too much because training does it. But sometimes I've had to step in and do other different types of training, including the Leadership Academy, um, the Incident Response to Terrorist Bombing class, and the um, the CRAZE course, the Civilian Response to Active Shooter Events classes. And I've had to do those both for city departments and third-party uh, requesters and every I couldn't have managed to do that if I didn't have the the office staff helping me prep the training materials and the schedule and book the rooms but on a couple of occasions you've helped me prep the classes and then you've said well we want to take this class so then you get to go kind of attend the classes with us as well so that's been awesome too yeah I, I enjoyed you know um when you brought in the leadership classes, you know, and I was assisting you with that, I thought it was amazing how you were allowing me, if you couldn't be there because you were on the radio, to take over the class. And it really brought in a lot of information for me. And, you know, although it was, it, it, it felt like I had learned so much just from that, being able to walk in and, and assist you with that training there's a lot more value to experiential learning than there is to classroom and lecture learning Mm -hmm. definitely all right two minutes left i'm going to wrap this up with our our final highlight round captain hill plans for the weekend yard work family stuff and maybe rubber plant on sunday night at tanglewood nice Nice. all right Brittany plans for the weekend oh i also have some tanglewood on my radar so i'll see you there cap I'll see you in the I shed. am not going to I will Tanglewood. Not be a Tanglewood. <laughs> um, because that, uh, you know, I, I didn't get tickets, first of all. But, um, oh, I don't have mine yet. So. I always have my granddaughters on Saturday, and, that, you know, that's what I'll be doing this weekend, and as well hanging out at my campsite. So. Nice. All right, so I am hoping to uh, get some good jujitsu training in this nice. weekend. It's it, I've, I've managed to 
maintained that for the last couple of weeks, but this week has been lean. But one of the things I did get to do last week on some of my time off was I got to clean up and make some repairs to my kayak, which I haven't been on in I don't know how long. A long time. So I'm hoping to get the kayak out on the water maybe on Sunday nice. afternoon. We'll see how that goes. Nice. Don't All right. lose it. <laughs> Again, you've been listening to On Patrol with the PPD here on W89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, simulcast on Pittsfield Community Television. Uh, I can't say until next time because we don't know what this is going to look like going forward. So we're signing off. Be safe, be healthy, but most importantly, be kind. This is PPD Unit 1. We're 10-8 and out of service. Oh, look at, I just got...